From Chicago, this is The Unenthusiastic Critic, a podcast about destroying your marriage one movie at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Unenthusiastic Critic. I'm Michael McDonough. I write about film and television at unaffiliatedcritic.com. With me today, though she belongs in a museum, is my lovely wife, Nakia, also known as The Unenthusiastic Critic. That, I mean, there were black people that were put in, like, museums and <laughs> sideshows, so I feel like that's a really problematic way to start this conversation off. I thought you were going to get mad at me for suggesting you were old. Well, I am. <laughs> I've, I'm leaning into it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm also stolen from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode, we're sitting down for Nakia's first viewing of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Nakia, we have never done an Indiana Jones movie for the unenthusiastic critic. But in a way, this entire endeavor can be traced back to this franchise. Because it was very early in our relationship, when we were still just dating, that I began to uncover the staggering width. <laughs> and breadth Mm -hmm. and depth of your movie viewing gaps. Mm -hmm. And I think Raiders of the Lost Ark was one of the very first movies that I was just shocked to discover you had never seen. I think Casablanca might have been first, because that's kind of a better date movie. (laughs) But I think Raiders was very early in the relationship that I said, you have to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. And you were unimpressed. Correct. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I um I did not love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I didn't hate it. It was fine. It isn't anything I ever need to watch again. No, I don't see, I think you do feel though. edified having seen it. So yeah. Nope. I mean it was not completely your fault that you had never seen it, because it came out a year before you were born. <laughs> well, lots of movies that are <laughs> on this list came out before I was born. But I was 12 when it came out, and that was probably the just about spot. the perfect yeah. age to see Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's it's probably impossible to overstate how big a movie this was mm-hmm. in 1981, the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Movie theaters had been going through one of their periodic low points in the you know late 70s, early 80s. And Raiders of the Lost Ark proved to be the infusion of life that they needed. <laughs> In fact, if you re- go back and read early reviews of the film, mm-hmm. or, you know, advance word, a lot of those articles are like, maybe Raiders will be the movie to turn around. <laughs> it will save us. sad box office season. And it was. Uh, according to BoxOfficeMojo.com, Raiders of the Lost Ark sold over 70 million tickets during its initial run. That's about a third of the entire U.S. population at the time. Wow. Though presumably some people like me Double-dipped. saw it more than once. Yeah. Uh, it was the number one movie of the year, and at the time, the most successful film Paramount had ever released. It made over $200 million in domestic box office and nearly $400 million worldwide. Adjusted for inflation, Raiders of the Lost Ark is number 21 of all time in box office receipts. It was nominated for eight Oscars, including Best Director and Best Picture, and it spawned three sequels, with another one due in 2021. With Harrison Ford? With Harrison Ford. Oh, dear God. <laughs> To date, this franchise has earned over $900 million domestic and nearly $2 billion worldwide. Wow. On the American Film Institute's list of the 100 greatest heroes and villains, Indiana Jones comes in at number two behind Atticus Finch. I'm sorry. (laughs) You think he should be number one? Yeah, so do I. I mean, Atticus was cool and all, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> number one, Atticus Finch. Number two, Indiana Jones. Number three, James Bond. Who? Uh, it's the American Film Institute. It's not me. Right, but okay. <laughs> just you have something to say about that? So many things. I just, one, the sort of fascination we have with white male heroes <laughs> astounds me. Do you want me to look and see how far down this list we need to go to find someone who isn't a white Probably male? Isn't on the list. Two, 
I mean, I guess it's like it's an interesting sort of look into the psyche of <laughs> America, right? Because the first guy is the idealized white liberal who's fighting the system on behalf of black people. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to right historic wrongs. And the second is this sort of, I don't know what the hell he is, swashbuckling, like, archaeologist who fights Nazis for treasure uh-huh. yeah. with a whip. This is back when we used to think punching Nazis was a good thing. And a fedora. Mm-hmm. And then the third is colonialism personified. <laughs> These are our heroes. This is your problem. You just think way too much about all of this shit. Do I, though? Or, I mean, because, right, so last week we had that whole conversation about this, sort of recognizing the importance of pop culture, and, you know, culture helps to shape people, and people are, that's who shapes policy, and so there there is something to the fact that these are sort of the icons of heroism in American cinema, according to AFI, but, okay, sure. I ain't got no beef with Atticus, but I'm just saying. Was Indiana Jones supposed to be America's answer to James Bond? I mean, there is definitely some some James Bond DNA mm-hmm. in the Indiana Jones franchise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you look at just how the movies are structured mm-hmm. and just the chases and the stunts right. and all of that, yes, I absolutely think that's... And probably consciously, my guess is that Spielberg and Lucas, when they came up with this character, sort of had that in mind. But we don't need no stinking gadgets. We can do it with a whip and a hat. <laughs> hey, don't mock the whip and the hat. And a wit. The whip. A dry wit. The whip, the hat. And the jacket are all in the Smithsonian. So are Bill Cosby sweaters, I believe. <laughs> so, you know. So you don't... America's heroes. <laughs> do you just not like this kind of movie? So here, I was thinking about that. I actually okay. do. Because any time... Well, not any time. But I have often sat down and come across... What is that not great Angelina Jolie movie? Uh, <laughs> You're going to have to narrow that down. The one where she's like basically Indiana Jones. Um, oh, Tomb Raider? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. I can watch Tomb Raider and enjoy it. How? And have fun with it. Okay. Is that just because you like Angelina Jolie? I don't know that I like it. I mean, I don't have anything against her, but it's not like she's one of my top actors that I will watch in anything. But I don't I don't mind. And it is that same silliness of like the, you know, yeah, Illuminati. No, that's, a, that's a total ripoff of Needs Indiana to Jones. put together the pieces of this weird triangle before the moon moves right. into the whatever. So it is that same level of just ridiculousness. So how, and, how do you enjoy that, but you don't? you can't enjoy... Raiders of the Lost Ark. Maybe I do enjoy Angelina more than I enjoy Harrison Ford. Well, we we have, I believe, Harrison Ford has come up in previous episodes as, and I'm trying to remember, your favorite actor of all time? He is not. (laughs) I... (laughs) I don't, I find him, he's almost like the human version of Garfield. There's something about him. <laughs> the cat? Yes. That's like very droll and just sort of, uh, and you're you're not really emoting, but you're supposed to be showing some sort of emotion in this scene. And yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy Harrison Ford. <laughs> just, and that's, and that's totally on me because I know he's a deeply beloved actor um, who has been in a part of, you know. A number of franchises. Uh-huh. But I just... Yeah, you... I believe you refer to him as Mountain Face. Because his face does not move when he acts. It's just a very... <laughs> it's just like, did you have a stroke? What's going on? How am I supposed to feel anything? And you look like you feel nothing. So, yes, I prefer Angelina Jolie and her, like, torpedo boobs in that whole movie versus Harrison Ford and his non-moving face. Okay, so Roger Ebert, writing about, uh, I think writing about this movie, this was from his review of Last Crusade, he said that what Harrison Ford does seems so easy, so deadpan, but few other actors could maintain such a straight and credible presence in the midst of such chaos. No, see, that's a fucking con. So see, that's what that is. Like, you know when we overthink other people's talents and it's like, oh, he's doing something really subtle here. It's like, or he's not doing anything. And you're just projecting a lot onto it. And that's it's a good con. If you get paid for it, do it. But don't expect me to be rushing to see your films. So originally, uh, Tom Selleck was going to be... In the I would have preferred. You would have preferred the Tom Selleck version. The mustache would have been nice. <laughs> Tom Selleck, the one with the mustache? Yes, yeah. that's the one with the mustache, yes. I get him confused with the other one with the mustache. Which one did the, the like... Reynolds. Yeah, the like, yeah. on the bearskin rug, naked... Was that Burt Reynolds? I believe that was Burt Reynolds, yes. (laughs) 
Just these little bits of pop culture <laughs> ephemera stuck in your head. It's just, just strange. I have a lot of porn references, actually, because my family didn't have boundaries in that way. <laughs> so this is a totally unrelated aside. But my grandma used to have these like little, they looked handmade comic book strips of uh, the Flintstones, but it was Flintstones porn. And it was like Wilma... <laughs> fucking a dinosaur or something like it was it oh, was those super are, yeah, vulgar about. those little comic bu- little black and white yeah called, it looked like uh, somebody had just Tijuana bible is that i didn't even know they yeah, were a thing no that's a thing but she so i've like that's and your grandmother collected these i don't know if she collected them <laughs> <laughs> she had them and they were like out and did i look for them i mean did i find them I don't know. Either way, they were in the home. Oh, yeah. You went looking for them. Definitely. But I wouldn't have known to look for them. So I must have, they must have been in a place where I could have just come across them. Um, and you were like, oh, comics. Right. And I was like, oh, it's the Flintstones. And it's like, oh, that's not right. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I have a lot of porn references. <laughs> okay. Side note. I, I no longer remember how we even got there, but um, that was worth it. Uh, Selick was going to play in the Oh, and then terms. it was Burt Reynolds posing naked on the rug. And then Burt Reynolds posing okay. naked on the rug, chest For hair. Girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very virile. <laughs> okay. Do they still make those Tijuana Bibles? I have no now idea. Now I have to go look it up. It's probably all internet based now. Oh, it's yeah. Probably, See, but know. I appreciate the analog of it. Like, you know, the Lebowski I jerk off manually sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. I actually appreciate because they looked homemade. Like somebody just sat there and drew. I'm pretty sure they were. <laughs> I don't think they were factory made. By Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> right. Well, but like, where do you buy them? I, I I think before the internet, there was a whole like underground of where you buy, you know, porn. I don't know where she would have bought that. I This is in... Like, is there somebody yeah. in the neighborhood that has Tijuana Bibles <laughs> that you know that's who you go to for the... And then how do you... Even get down the road of Flintstones porn. I think they did it with every, all like all, all the cartoons, of, like, pop culture, oh. not just cartoons. Just I'm sure there were I Love Lucy ones, and you know they didn't even sleep in the same bed, did they? No, they did. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't sleep in the same bed, did they? Uh, no, they did not. Okay, you know, probably in the in the, in the, comics, in the Bible, they did. yeah, the yeah. Bible, yeah. That oh, okay, so with, that with would Fred be a good oh. <laughs> you know, Ethel had some back. Ethel was built. <laughs> she was thick. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with Fred, but Ethel, I can, I can see that. I can actually, Fred would be fun because I would want Fred to yell at me during sex. Because Fred, ha- he was just always angry and surly, so it would be like Fred would be angry sex, but Ethel would be a good time. I think this is better than the movie. <laughs> yeah, I just, I feel like you just don't. I know you don't want to watch the movie, so we're just gonna sit here and talk about. Oh, let's God. make up porn. <laughs> whole other podcast (laughs) all right well this episode is clearly just completely off the rails rails Uh already what are you expecting from this film is he searching for tijuana bibles (laughs) are not nazi tijuana bibles (laughs) there you go um let's see so the last what do you know about it do you know anything about it i know that sean connery plays his father or mentor or something yeah um and i know that so another of your favorite actors right who we just recently visited in goldfinger and that was terrible <laughs> um so we have two terrible people on screen that's exciting and they are looking for like uh is this like the holy grail one no that's the other movie isn't it no it, it is the holy grail actually okay <laughs> yes and that's all i know it was the lost ark in the, in the right ark of the covenant yeah. right yes right. and i think is it nazis again there are some nazis yes mm-hmm. all right that's all i know <laughs> That's really all you need to know. Yeah. And this is the third movie, and I don't think there's really anything from the first two movies you need to know. That's good, because I barely remember the first. Yeah, I know you do. What do you remember from the first one? I remember they were searching for the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. I remember that he was in an inappropriate relationship with that woman initially. Because, like, she was young when they first started, because she she didn't like him. The backstory was that she was young when they met, right? Right. Well, let's not dismiss that as, oh, that's just backstory. It's important backstory because it makes him a child molester. But okay. Okay, no, she wasn't eight. With the whip! <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Indiana touched own, me with his fedora. It's not okay. That is the outfit of child molesters everywhere. Um, And so they get to the end and they're i think tied up to a pole mm-hmm. and the nazis open up the ark of the covenant and then some like scooby-doo ghosts fly out of it 
and <laughs> their faces melts off, and that's what I remember from the first one. See, I'm sort of that's the only scene you ever really mentioned, so I'm sort of wondering if you slept through the middle. I didn't part sleep. I absolutely Raiders watched it, but her. my brain jettisons things that I don't think I need, and I don't need that. All I need to know is child molester and melting face. That's really all I need. So really, what I wanted to do was watch Raiders of the Lost Ark because I don't feel like you appreciated it. I'm not but going I, to. I know. I knew you were not going to do that. So that's why we're watching the third one, which is the next best Indiana Jones movie. That's not a high bar for me, though, because I didn't like the first one. <laughs> so if this is the next best, I'm not in for a good time. The sequels, the, the first sequel, which you and I actually caught about five minutes of a few weeks ago. I don't know if you remember. It. I don't. <laughs> no. Uh, we watched. Uh, I was flipping channels and I came across it and you said, what the fuck is this? And it was... Oh, God! With the terrible <laughs> Orientalism. Oh, my yeah. God. That was it. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that's that was horrifying. And you hung in until, I think, Short Round oh. showed up. Oh. Hold on to your potatoes, Dr. But Jones. That's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. Oh, yeah. No. All right. I was right to check out on this shit. Yeah. So that was the second movie, which mm-hmm. I did not make you watch. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's probably most people's least favorite of, certainly of the original trilogy. It was still a massive hit, of course, but it was less successful both financially and critically. It sort of took a drumming for being too dark Mm. and too violent. In fact, it was so gratuitously violent. There's scenes where, like, evil cult that, like, rips out somebody's beating heart. Like, it's really dark and violent. It's like my favorite move in Mortal Kombat. I love stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, so that was actually one of the films that inspired the creation of the PG-13 rating. Mm. Because it was rated PG and parents did not think that was okay. So then this is the third movie, the one we're going to watch today. Mm-hmm. Uh, released in 1989. So technically we should wait till next year and it'll be a 30th anniversary. But okay, wrap it up. It. Now let's we're going no, to watch let's it just, today. Okay. <laughs> and I think Spielberg and George Lucas took notes from the opinions about the second movie and this one is not as dark and not as violent oh well, that bums There's me out sort of a lighter more fun tone to it so directed as all of them are by steven spielberg written by jeffrey bohm from a story developed by george lucas and menno mayhez and apparently famed playwright and screenwriter tom stoppard oh uncredited wrote or rewrote nearly all of the dialogue in the movie rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead and gildenstern are dead exactly okay. All right, fuck it. I had more background and, you know, No, we can talk about this no, movie. No, no, let's just go watch the movie because this is just... I feel like you're going into this movie with a lot of attitude. I am. I absolutely am. Let's go watch it. Okay. We're about to complete a great quest. The Holy Grail, Dr. Jones. Oh, rats. Oh. This is it. Look. The shield is the second marker. We found it. Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. But for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Dad? Junior? Don't call me that, please. Follow me! I know the way! A race across three continents. And in this sort of race, there's no silver medal for finishing second. Hang on, Dad, we're going in! Into the homeland of the enemy. Nazis. I hate these guys. Our situation has not improved. In his search for the Holy Grail. How dare you kiss me? my father in the belly of that steel beast Dad, Junior! you call this archaeology the quest for the grail is not archaeology it's a race against evil germany has declared war on the jones boys those people are trying to kill us i know dad 
This is your experience for me. Happens to me all the time. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Have the adventure of your life. Keeping up with the Joneses. And we're back. <laughs> During the break, Nikki and I watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Or, to be more accurate, I watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> Nikia watched some of it. Like 85%. I'm not so sure about sure that. I'm pretty sure it was close to 85%. You fucking fell asleep. Because it was boring. Several times. You fell asleep. I don't even know how many times you fell asleep. <laughs> I nodded a few times. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. And here's what I think is interesting, and here's I don't a, like But to... this is what we'll say, though. Every time I woke up, they were being chased this, as when I fell asleep. Okay, this is what I was going to okay. say, and I don't I don't want to make any kind of gendered generalizations, mm-hmm. but you fell asleep during the exciting parts. <laughs> you fell asleep during the plane chase, and you fell asleep during the tank fight. You fell asleep during the big action set pieces. Because there had already been like 12 of them. So it's diminishing returns for me. Like, okay. But they were really we're good still being chased. action set pieces. Yeah. And I went on YouTube and like looked at the clips of them and like, whatever. <laughs> I'm good. You did that after. Yes. You went, you went and Well, because you're like, it. oh, you missed these major moments. And I was like, oh, well, okay. So they were, it's the same shit. It's just a tank now or it's just a plane now or it's just a... Like, he threw a rock into a tank cannon, and it blew up. Like, shit was blowing up like Pintos in this whole movie, and I don't even, like, it just doesn't, I don't know. It gets old. I mean, it just, it gets tired. That's all I'm saying. So, Nikia, what did you think of the movie? I did not enjoy it. I mean, I can see why a young lad would have a good time. A young lad. Sure. Or a young, let's not, let's not be sexist. A young lad or a young lady could have a good time. Um, but it, it didn't do anything for me at all. It really didn't. I just, how many times are we going to be fighting Nazis and chasing and it's just, okay. Like, I, does that not become just boring? It's not new. His character doesn't evolve in any way and it's not. What do you, there was a, you know, touching father-son reconciliation storyline throughout this movie. Does Spielberg have daddy shit? Uh, I'd have to think about that. He may have. There seems to be a, a lot of daddy shit. Well, because this whole thing, right, is Indy on the search for his father, following in the word of his father, and then father becomes God because now we're doing the whole Holy Grail thing. And so you got a whole theological So it's a whole theological, paternalistic here. shit going on. But again... Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I didn't care about anyone. And so it's hard for me to stay awake. And I, I also just, I think a, a large part of it, and I will absolutely put this all on me, I do not see the appeal of Harrison Ford. And so that's probably a large part of why I don't enjoy it. So I was thinking about this because I feel like maybe you misunderstand the appeal of Harrison Ford. Okay. Please mansplain this to me. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. It's not that he's supposed to be cool. Mm -hmm. He's appealing because he's not cool. He's kind of got this everyman quality. He fucks up a lot. He makes mistakes. He's just bumbling his way through stuff. No, I get that. He gets beat up a lot. And this, I think I made this point when we watched Blade Runner. Harrison Ford, for my money, gets beaten up better than any actor in Hollywood. The man can take a punch, and when he gets hit, he looks like he's taking a punch. He goes all wobbly. He's an excellent getting punched actor. That's that's some good acting. See, I want more <laughs> out of my actors. That, that's fine. And again, he's made a very lucrative career on it, and a lot of people find him, which means, obviously means that I'm in the minority here. I completely admit to that. I just don't. I don't get it. I do not get Harrison Ford at all. And I get that he's supposed to be the hero that you can sort of relate to because, I mean, you know, perfect example, uh, at the beginning of the film when we see young Indy and he's uh, running out of the cave and he tries to do the move of, like, jump onto the horse from a cliff. Right. And he totally misses the horse. Mm -hmm. And we can all sort of relate to Everybody thinks that they'd be able to do that move and no one can actually do that move. Um, I get that. I just, maybe I would have enjoyed watching a movie just of River, like, just young Indy. I don't know, but I don't. (laughs) I can't. All right. Well, let's talk about that sequence. Okay. So. So we are in Utah in like 1912. Something like that. 
And young Indiana Jones is uh, with his scout troop. Boy scout troop or something, sure. Which. Okay. And this is, and I don't know when this stopped or if it has stopped, but why is there always the fat sidekick who's like a pussy and sort of bumbling and sort of dumb? That's not okay. Is there always? It's always like, and like wearing an extra medium shirt that doesn't fit all the way. It's like, okay. They can have clothes. This is spit on the fat kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like, but I feel like that's a trope that goes through a a fair number of movies in the eighties and nineties. I don't know if it still happens, but it's just like, when, why, why is that okay, and why are we okay with that? (laughs) Anyway, uh, so yes, River and his uh, chubby sidekick uh, are exploring (laughs) caves, and they come across some looters. Uh, who have found the cross of Coronado of some bullshit. Um, and, you know, we see one of the looters who looks very much like the adult indie that we know with the fedora and the leather jacket. Yes, when we first see him, we see him from behind. So we right. think that is Indiana Jones right. before we find Except out that guy flashback. stood with more charisma than Harrison okay, Ford actually. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, so we knew it wasn't Harrison Ford. Yes. And, but then, you know... From the shadows emerges River Phoenix, beautiful, beautiful River Phoenix. And we realize that we are with young Indy Mm. at the beginning of his sort of, I guess this is his origin story. This is his origin, right. Um, How Indy becomes Indy. So he sees the looters taking the cross of Coronado and says, that belongs in a museum! (laughs) And has a little bitch moment and goes and takes the cross and runs away and then is on a chase with these looters through. An awesome chase. I mean, sure, it's a horses, and then they're and then on the, the train, circus train, sure, and, and we're running on through the train, and mm-hmm. we're falling into cars. And he falls and into the snake pit, and then, oh, that's why he doesn't like snakes. Uh, and then he falls into the lion thing, and he hits the whip, the lion with the whip, and that's how he gets the scar on his chin, and that's how he gets the whip. And then at the end of all of that, the police basically say, okay, yeah, we're going to give that to the people that were stealing it from the tomb. <laughs> and the looter that we saw earlier... Gives Indy his fedora, and so that ah, <laughs> another looter is born. Did you enjoy that part of the movie that you were awake for? I was awake again for like eighty five percent of this <laughs> I film. I really don't think you were. I was awake. I really so I, I don't even know how to talk about this because here's what happened: it got towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and I looked over at you and realized you were asleep. <laughs> and woke you up. So then I was like, okay, how far back do we need to rewind? And, and I we started rewinding. Right. And I re- I rewound what I thought was way too far. <laughs> like all the way back to the plane chase that happens in the middle of the movie. And you were like, yeah, that looks good. Meaning <laughs> that was a part that you did not recognize. No, but here's what was happening. Uh-huh. I was nodding in and out. So I saw parts of that. I just didn't see the whole thing. Because again, I don't care. Do you think this may be... Had an effect on your appreciation for no, the film? No, because if a film can't keep my attention, then that means that it's I'm not engaged in it and I'm not enjoying it. That is the most, you know, authentic review that you could get is me going, okay, checking out. I'll wake up when the next chase happens and it won't even matter. They're still going to be bickering about, you know, don't call me Junior and, you know, whatever. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. They're still Nazis and it's still whatever. And it's all about, right, the white privilege of being able to, okay, quote unquote, find shit. Like, you didn't, okay, like, that stuff was, the, that doesn't belong to you. It belongs to a people. It belongs to a community. It belongs in a museum. Does it? And it's all about, right, the white privilege of being able to, okay, quote unquote, find shit. Like, you didn't, that stuff was, the, that doesn't belong to you. It belongs to a people. It belongs to a community. It belongs in a museum. Does it? <laughs> Need I remind you of Killmonger? <laughs> In motherfucking Black Panther, they stole that shit from Africa and put it in a museum. It belongs back in Africa. Do you want to put shit back in the caves? Yes! Because what happens is you find shit. Here's the other part of it. He's a shitty archaeologist. (laughs) Because you go in and you find these things and then you totally destroy the site. Yeah, he doesn't, where you he just doesn't found do that kind of thing. that kind of like where you you know take the little toothbrush and you like carefully scrape right. away the stuff. He doesn't do that sort of archaeology. No, he. I believe he spit on the Holy Grail tablet. <laughs> he 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 does, he does the kind of archaeology where you go into the church in Venice and, and you smash crack open the, the fucking floor. floor to get to what you're getting to, and then once you get into the catacombs. 
this sacred Christian you burial. You just flip setting. it over into water. You just, you just like you know throw the skeletons of the saints out of your way and grab one of their leg bones and use it as a torch. Yeah, it's a different sort of. It's, it's a wrong it's more sort of archaeology. It's a more fun well, kind it's, of archaeology. but it's wrong and disrespectful and doesn't seem to be actually about you know the appreciation of the. And again, well, they hang a lamp on that later in the film when his father says. You call this archaeology? You probably slept through that part, but he does say that. I'm sorry, what the hell was that? <laughs> that was my Sean Connery. You sound like you were chewing marbles and having a stroke at the same time, and I was worried. I was concerned. All right. So that I, was I, worse. I, I, I maybe won't do that than again. Than Indiana Jones's Scottish little accent that he tried to put on, which... Oh, you saw that part? I was awake for most of this bullshit-ass movie. It's not good. <laughs> It's not worth my losing the rim. It's not. Okay. So I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I mean, we don't really need to talk about the plot. We can kind of go very quickly. So he gets hired by... Donovan. Donovan. Wearing uh, a red Jul- flower on his Julian lapel. Julian Glover, Grand Maester P- Pycelle mm-hmm. from uh, Game of Thrones mm-hmm. before he grew his beard. And to go find, to go pick up the trail of the Holy Grail that his father had been searching for. And so he goes, and he goes to Venice, and mm-hmm. he meets up with... Uh, Elsa. Sh- Elsa Schneider, is that her name? Something like Dr. that. Dr. Schneider. Who's also wearing red lipstick. <laughs> yeah, you, like, the minute she walked in screen, what did you say? She's evil. She's wearing <laughs> red lipstick. She's supposed to be some, like, bookish, whatever. She's wearing red lipstick. She's obviously the femme fatale. And then and then it's easy to sort of pick up the line. Because, again, Donovan was wearing, he had the red flower on his lapel. She had the red lipstick. The Nazis have their red insignias. So it's all very, the color red was the sort of mark of evil throughout the film. So you knew who all the bad guys were. No real mystery there. Very perceptive. Aren't I? Even through sleep. I was like, oh, okay, got what's going on there. Uh-huh. But, yes, he meets Elsa and then immediately mm. starts flirting? with her yeah i think that was flirting and Mm -hmm. pretty much punches a flower into her chest because she wouldn't (laughs) like she didn't want it and he's like you're gonna take my damn flower and he was really aggressive in a way that i was uncomfortable with and their whole he was basically like pussy hypnotized from moment one and didn't realize that she was a fucking double agent and totally lying to him is that the opposite of dickmatized? Yes. Okay. Much more powerful, actually. Because when we watched Goldfinger, you said all the women were dickmatized right. by Sean Connery. Exactly. And speaking of the horror of Goldfinger. Mm, yeah. And that terrible scene where he basically sexually assaults that uh, woman in the barn, the one that was supposed to be a lesbian, but then wasn't Puss- a lesbian Pussy anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, because Sean Connery is just that fucking hot. That was basically the same thing that happened between Harrison Ford and Elsa, where he sort of force kissed her and then was like, I hate you. And then she kissed him back and he's like, oh, I don't like fast women. And then they had angry sex and his face didn't change during the whole thing. I just, I can't, I can't. I'm also over that dynamic of like, oh, I hate you. I hate you too. Let's make out. Really? Nobody would do How often does that happen in real life? I really wish we were doing this as video because people need to see that thing you just did with your tongue. You look like Jabba the Hutt dying. Which is much more attractive than Harrison Ford making out with this woman. (laughs) Do not understand. Oh, okay. So... Uh, I don't, is there anything here? I mean, the way to talk about this movie is to talk about the set pieces and the stunt pieces, but you okay. don't appreciate any of those. So we can talk about know, the set pieces. You know, how about the rats? You like the rats? Why Fucking would I... shitload of rats. I'm sorry, is that impressive? He got a lot of rats in our space, <laughs> they, and I'm supposed to be impressed? They, they hired like a thousand rats for this movie. I read that. Ratatouille was better. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about that you got a room full of rats. Congratulations. Go to the subway in New York. You can see that. <laughs> Then we had the boat chase. Okay, pinto shit. So the boat like hits something, just it dings it lightly in a huge explosion. Like I just no, no. Yes, the boat chase with the men in the fezes. I was not impressed. Was it pinto? I need to look that up. Was it really the pinto? I think it was. I'm pretty sure sure it's the pinto. What else would it have been? Yeah. Okay, you're right. Thank you. I know my shit. I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> Next set piece. <laughs> are, are we done with that one already? Okay, so that's it. That's all you have to say. Because that's that. what happened. It was like, bing, explosion.
explosion. You got the brilliant thing where they're fighting on the boat while the boat is getting chewed up. Why is that brilliant? By explain to me why that's brilliant. Because it's it's a good stunt piece. It's a good is it though? Yes. Okay. I mean, half the fun of this was somebody sat down and thought up this shit and then filmed it. And it's like, okay, well, we can do this. This has never been done before. This boat is getting chewed up while we're fighting on it. I feel like that's not impressive though. I don't think that's an impressive idea. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about the guys that they're fighting there? The uh, knights of the whatever they are. The, the men in the fezes. The men in the fezes. Yes. Right. They the protectors of the holy the grail. The holy... Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The only brown people in the movie. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The only ones actually doing right by, like, the world. So, yeah. Well, that's why I thought maybe you'd want to talk about them, because they're actually, you know, on yes, your they side. Are the good... They're like, leave the shit where it is. They are. And their fezes are red, so that actually throws a wrench in my little Oh, that's red right, routine. yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your coating, your that color coating shit. is yeah. thrown off there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It is. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> then we are off to uh, Austria. Sure. Uh, to the castle to rescue Daddy. Right. Uh, which is where, as you said, he does the terrible Scottish, Scottish accent. accent. And why he needs to put on a beret to do it? <laughs> well, it's supposed to be like a what do you call it? A dam? I don't, I don't know what the fuck. You call Except those that it isn't. Hats. Anybody looking at him. <laughs> Could realize that whatever the disguise that he was trying to well, do. Well, the butler did look at him and realize that very quickly. And then he just punched the butler out. Which I don't know why. Right. You could have just done Something, that in the first so, place. Wh- oh, so, okay. So then that was probably my favorite part because it reminded me of something totally different. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was my favorite part because it made me think of something that wasn't this movie at all. So the butler dude is like, if you're the Scottish police, I'm Mickey Mouse. And then that reminded me of that awesome scene in that New Girl episode where Schmidt goes out with that, like, model. I don't know what she's supposed to be, like, Russian or some sort of thing. And he's like, what's your favorite thing about being in America? And she's like, Mick Mouse. Mick Mouse. And he's like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, Mick Mouse. Cheese. Mick Mouse. And he's like, Mickey Mouse? <laughs> but I just like how she says, Mick Mouse. And she just keeps repeating <laughs> So that was hilarious. <laughs> so you, you you would have preferred to watch a couple episodes of New Girl. Yes. Well, with I think her name was Nadia. With Nadia saying Mick Mouse. Yes. <laughs> and that was your favorite part of the movie. That was my favorite part of the movie. Because it reminded me of not watching it. <laughs> so then so yes we, this is the first time we, we, meet, uh, we meet daddy jones daddy, yes and he hits his son over the head with a vase <laughs> yes because he thinks that he's a nazi or something i guess <laughs> breaking in through the window um, and then we have the oh my god it's sean connery moment um <laughs> and it's sean connery like we've never seen before in this really dorky hat and glasses and tweed and you know all the virility sort of drained from his body <laughs> Did you like this Sean Connery better than the James Bond Sean Connery? No. <laughs> I didn't. Not so much. Okay. Um, he seems like a poor father. He was not he was he, he wasn't really present during Indy's childhood in the way that he should Well they discussed that later in the movie and I've seen you probably slept through. No, I didn't. yeah. I said yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I can intuit what it was about. <laughs> So you did sleep through that scene. Was it on a train? They were on a train talking. It was on the plane, on the blimp or whatever Whatever. they were on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I went in and out for that, yeah. It's the best line in the movie because Indy is complaining about how his father never paid any attention to him. And his father says, you left just when you were getting interesting. Ah! Oh, come on. (laughs) Isn't that how you feel about children? (laughs) But that's why you don't have them. You don't have them and then be an asshole and then like, okay, you're 22. I guess I can talk to you now. You're worth my time. You just don't have children. You just went into this with a shitty attitude. Because I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the first one. I did not want to watch this one. <laughs> okay, back to the castle. We're sure. in the castle. We're in the we castle. The, we, they end up tied up. Oh, right. This, this is when we discover that to everyone's shock, Elsa... Is a Nazi. Is a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Or working with a Nazi. She's Nazi adjacent anyway. Sure. <laughs> Sure. I mean, again, she was basically walking Nazi McNazis. It was like, there's just, there was no question about, you know, where her allegiances lay. And we also find out in this part that she had, you know, banged both, both of, of them. the Joneses. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's what you do. Uh, yes, I believe she makes out with Indy while they're tied up, while he's tied up to his dad, and then tells Indy that, you know, he was pretty much better in bed than his dad, which is, sure, a nice moment in their relationship. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that's I guess that's the next big set pieces. So the two of them are tied to the chair, and Indy says, "I have a lighter in my pocket." Yeah. Burn the ropes and set us free. And Dad manages to set the entire, entire building on, on fire, 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 basically. Because apparently he lost all his, you know, bond powers and <laughs> stealth. And then you have the whole sort of false fireplace spinning wall thing where the fireplace spins and then mm-hmm. opens into a room, a secret room full of Nazis doing Nazi shit. And so that happens for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah. So you don't enjoy any of that? Not really. No, you don't find it clever. You don't no. find it exciting. No. And yet you'll watch a Tomb Raider movie. Yes. What's uh, <laughs> What am I missing? I think it's Harrison Ford. <laughs> I think maybe I have Harrison Ford blindness. Maybe I just can't watch his films. And I will never be able to fully appreciate them because it's Harrison Ford. And again, I I take that. I own that. I'm not even saying... I wouldn't even say, oh, Harrison Ford. But that shouldn't have anything to do with whether you enjoy the... The stunt pieces, the set pieces. Mm, I think it does, because if I'm not invested in the character, and I don't care whether you live or die, then... So then you don't care if he's set on fire. Right. If Indiana Jones is set on fire, or explodes, or falls out of an airplane. Right. Like when he fell off that cliff with the tank, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are we done? Is that the end of Indiana Jones? But it wasn't, because he came back miraculously, somehow. Okay, so uh, after the castle, we go, what, to Berlin? Is that when we're, we go to Berlin? That's what Wikipedia is telling me. Yes, we went to Berlin, and we saw Hitler. I missed that part. <laughs> okay, see, this is not, we are robbing our audience. You are not qualified to discuss this film. I'm qualified to discuss 85% of it. Tell me what happened How to are you Hitler. getting 85 what kind of math are you doing? Normal math. The King's math. We've discussed four scenes and you didn't watch two of them. So that's, what two didn't I watch? We're talking 50% maybe. What two I'm didn't I watch? I saw maybe about half of this movie. No. What two didn't I watch? I didn't see the Hitler part. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Hitler made a cameo. Yeah, he does. That's the only thing I missed. So far. Okay. Tell me about Hitler. They go to Hitler and the Nazis are having a big book burning. They're all they're all burning books and like in Footloose. Yes, very much like in Footloose. Okay. And Indy's dressed up like a German soldier. He tries to disguise again after that fail. <laughs> yeah. He's not good at disguise. <laughs> and he uh, gets pushed through the crowd, and he ends up face to face with Hitler, and he's holding the his father's diary mm-hmm. that he'd just gotten back from Elsa, mm-hmm. and. Hitler takes the diary from him and gives him an autograph and hands it back to him. You can sell that on eBay. <laughs> Probably that would be worth some money in certain circles. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so you so you missed that part. Sure. Does one miss Hitler, though? Well, you missed the scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I should have known that you were asleep at that point because I would have expected you to react to Hitler's presence on the scene. Mm. Usually you would be like, you know, Really? When Hitler showed up. Well, I mean, they were fighting Nazis, so I mean, it's not a total surprise that Hitler shows up. Not usually played for comedy, though. Wasn't there a whole TV show about Hitler that was supposed to be a comedy? That I don't even know if it actually made air. But I think it was supposed to be like... Possibly, I don't know. Hitler as Archie Bunker or something. Like, it was supposed to be funny. <laughs> All right, so where where are we? I don't... So they're on the Zeppelin. So when did when did you wake up again? The Let's, Nazis find we'll out they're that, on the Zeppelin. Right? They escape on the biplane. Okay, you're getting this from your whatever you read on Wikipedia. No, I didn't. No, I'm not. You saw, you saw the Zeppelin. Part. Yes. What happened? They have a talk. Uh huh. That's the talk I was talking about earlier that you right. didn't remember because <laughs> you slept through it. I don't care. Anyway, so then <laughs> they escape in a biplane. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, and... you got the summary from the internet. No, I am not. This is, I was up for the biplane thing okay. because I remember seeing Sean Connery shoot out his own propeller. <laughs> his own tail. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So, yes. Thank you. Okay. I saw the biplane fight. All right. And then they land and, or they crash land and the planes are still shooting at them. Do you see that part? Yes. And then uh, Sean Connery does, is this the smartest move he does all movies? <laughs> Possibly. He runs into like a crowd of birds. Yeah. So that the birds mm-hmm. then fly up and get into the, the view of the planes and they can't see. Yeah. It's very clever. Okay. So you give him give him some points for that. Sure. For cleverness. All right. Well he gets he has to be bumbling all movie and then he finally gets to have a moment. And then I I think we're I think then we're off to the desert and wherever right. wherever they are in the desert looking for the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. And that's when we have the big tank fight right. chase. 
and he beats a tank with a rock, apparently. Because <laughs> you watched it on YouTube. Well, I did my research. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so he throws a rock into well, the... He, he, he puts it, he rides up on a horse and right, stuffs whatever. it. Right, whatever. In the thing, right? Yeah, and, and then, then yeah. again, so another magic explosion. There's, there's just a lot more to it than that. There's okay, a lot of fighting please. inside the tank, and there's fighting sure. outside the tank, and fighting... On top of the tank. Sure. And there's brilliant stunt pieces where they're, like, fighting on the treads of the tank and mm. starting to get sucked under. And it's 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 really hard to appreciate if you didn't actually watch the scene. What I'm saying is it wasn't exciting enough for me to stay awake. <laughs> so, I don't know what you want me to do <laughs> with that. I want you to appreciate these movies more than you do. That's not necessarily what this is about. This is about exposing me to films that you think that I, quote unquote, should have seen. It's not that I have to love them afterwards. I, I made no promises that I would actually like these movies. Okay, but I think the new rule should be that you actually have to watch them all. I watched 85% of this movie. That was plenty. I don't need to see any more Indiana Jones ever. Okay, I guess we might as well just jump right to the end here. Yes, please, God. So the five, now we're in the grail mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. We got the Nazis. We got the three tests. That that that's the part I think where we we woke you back up, <laughs> and then we, so you should have watched from that to the end of the movie. Yes. So they're at the Temple of the Holy Grail or whatever, and Donovan sends in a number of henchmen to go and retrieve the Holy Grail. And they all fail miserably, losing their heads. And so he sends in Indy. And he doesn't want to go because he doesn't want to lose his head. And so as a sort of incentive, mm-hmm. Donovan shoots Papa Jones <laughs> in the stomach. Yes. And he goes down. Yes. And then we have yet another Spielberg scene of a son kneeling next to their dying father. Like, oh, dad. <laughs> Things unsaid. I love you. <laughs> So Indy goes in with his papa's book and he does the three tests. And the first test is like the test of faith, I think. No, no. Humility or something. Like right. yeah. the pertinent penitent, penitent man kneels. Uh-huh. So that's how you don't lose your head. And then he has a. Sp- so, okay, let's stop there. Okay. Because here's my problem with that scene. Okay. It's the penitent, only the penitent man will pass. And what Indiana realizes is that the penitent man approaches God on his knees. Right. Humbly. Right. So he drops to his knees and the blade goes over his head. Right. Then a blade comes up straight up out of the floor and mm-hmm. he has to do a little Shatner-esque somersault forward mm-hmm. to avoid that one. Mm-hmm. What this, That doesn't have anything to do with the penitent thing. If he... Just ducked, if he'd just been on his knees, that one that came up out of the floor would have cut him in two. Where does the somersault part come in? This is your problem with this movie? This is my only problem with this movie, yes. Okay. So anyway, (laughs) then he has to spell spell out the name of God, but it has to be the Latin spelling? The Latin spelling, yes. So he fucks up at first and almost falls into a cavern of some sort, Uh, but then he gets it. Okay, wait. Sorry. Now I have another problem with it. Of course you do. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of this one. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is that in Latin, there is no J. Right. Jehovah starts with an I. I right. But there is a J on the floor. Why was there a J on the floor? Because he, he, he doesn't think of that, and he steps on the J first. Because Why to throw you off. Why was there a J there? To throw you off. Because... But this was built by the people who had no J. Okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. It's really not that important. (laughs) It's a good joke. That's a deep question there. Okay. Uh, And then the last of the trials is the uh, leap of faith. Which is pretty cool. It's actually, it's it's very well shot. To me, you know, a truer challenge would have been he'd come to that chasm, seen his own face in the mountainside because his face is a mountain. (laughs) And it would have spoke out to him and said, you know... Answer my riddles three. What does a smile look like? (laughs) And he would have failed miserably and fallen to his death. But that wasn't the case. He found the sort of secret pathway. And, but no, it is a very cool shot because there's a whole camouflage angling thing that they do. Perspective. Right. It's very cool. It is cool. Uh, And so then he finds himself in the den of the oldest knight ever. (laughs) 
who's just sitting there, probably really pissed at God for this terrible thing. This is, this is actually, again, I remember when I was a kid watching these movies, all of them right at the end take this leap into magic. Mm-hmm. You know, Raiders is when they open the arc and then energy comes out mm-hmm. and melts the faces of the Nazis and all of that. And I don't remember what happens in the second one, but in this one, you know, we get, yes, there's this 700 year old knight in there and the Grail has magical healing powers and all of that. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one, the sequel that was made, like, you know, 20 years later, there's aliens. Sure. to do with aliens. So it's like, it's not like the movies are that realistic up until then, but they're unrealistic in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no magic. Right, right. Until you get right to the end. Mm-hmm. Even that thing with the, with the leap of faith, that's a practical effect. Right, no, you that's can, a, yeah, yeah. It's, there is a stone bridge there. It's right. not a magic thing. It's just cleverly built right. to look like to there's no bridge. Right. And then you get to the very next room, and it's like everything's magic suddenly. Mm-hmm. And I, as a kid, I actually had trouble making that leap. I thought that was a little too much hmm. right at the end, that suddenly everything is all supernatural when nothing had been right. before that in the movie. Right. I mean, and I guess that's part of that is because I think, and I'm speaking as someone who doesn't know or care, um... <laughs> That Indiana Jones, the sort of whole idea behind him is that he is the hero without magic powers. He is the hero without gadgets, really. Right. He is, it's, he's a very sort of, almost like a cowboy sort of thing, where it's he just happens to be sort of good and mostly lucky throughout his adventures. I mean, I guess there's a certain thematic logic to it, because it's like this view of the search for these things as this search for the divine, mm-hmm. and once they fi- actually find... Mm-hmm. The divine object, then the mysteries of the universe are are revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying I don't. It didn't really work for me as a kid. <laughs> okay, so your spirit was dead early then. I, apparently so. Okay. Yes. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, okay. So yes, yes, we're in the scene with the knight. Yes. And the Holy Grail. We're gonna pick the Holy Grail out of all the other cups that are just lying around. Right. So Elsa and Donovan enter the cave as well. Yeah. And Donovan is rightly nervous about picking which of these sort of chalices is the right one. And Elsa, again, very obviously <laughs> do- making an evil move. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll pick it. Mm-hmm. And she picks, you know, the gilded, bejeweled thing and donovan drinks from the holy grail and immediately starts to age you know in super speed and it's that might be my favorite part next to mick mouse um the the effect of like his hair growing gray and his face just sort of Becoming desiccated and melting in on itself. Um, and Elsa's... You like those effects. You, I do kind of like those corny It's very much like the end of uh, Evil Dead. It which is. You, which you like Yeah, I think I like that those sort of corny effects like that. Claymation yeah. kind of mm-hmm. melting faces thing. And then Elsa's, you know, shrieking in horror during the whole thing. Um, and then this is the best line of the movie. Uh-huh. Where the old ass knight says, he chose poorly. It was perfect. What was that accent you were doing there? I wasn't doing one. That was my old ass night if I was doing anything. Okay, that was your old ass night voice. That's the sort of voice of someone who hasn't talked to anyone in 700 years. <laughs> I felt kind of bad for that guy. Because it's a shitty job. It's a really shitty job. It's like God comes down and says, okay, your purpose and is to sit in this room. And then these people show up for like 20 minutes. Right. And wreck the place. Because they're bad archaeologists. Yeah. And like, is that guy now sitting... What's he waiting for now? Well, shouldn't he be... Doesn't he die? I thought he dies. I don't know. We like, don't see he, him die. Like, he may just be... He may still be sitting there to this day. Over. Waiting for somebody else to come along and break up the monotony. I don't know. He doesn't even have the grail anymore. It fell through a fucking hole in the ground. Yeah, it did. Okay. So Indy picks the right one. And it's the... That's the cup of a carpenter, he says. Right. Like the it's the most sort of modest. One. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And does he, he drinks it, right? Uh, yes, he does. He tests it out. Yeah. And then he takes it to, back to his dying papa. And his papa drinks from it, and then he pours some on his papa's wound, <laughs> and the wound magically heals. And then Elsa's like, 
oh, I'm just going to take this and go. And Indy warns her that she can't, you know, cross the threshold with the Holy Grail or else the whole thing will just fall in on them. Yeah, she doesn't listen. No, she doesn't because she's very excited about the Grail. Um, I mean, she slept with Indiana Jones and his dad to get this far. She, and probably Don. Let's right. just assume she probably... And probably Donovan. And, Donovan, and probably some right. other Nazis. So she's going to leave with something. And <laughs> that doesn't end well for her. She gets greedy and then ends up sort of falling into the depths of hell or something. And then Indy has a moment where he's like, oh, well, maybe I should take it. And then there's a beautiful... Right. He falls right. over the edge trying to save her. Right. And she falls into the chasm. Which, why? And but, then... Yeah. His father grabs him, mm-hmm. and he's hanging there, and mm-hmm. he's reaching out, trying to reach the grail, which is sitting on a little ledge. And... Yeah, and Papa Jones says, let it go, Indy, or Indiana, and it's, like, powerful because he calls him Indiana instead of Junior or some bullshit. Um, <laughs> just let it go, and it's, like, also about letting go of their, you know, beef or whatever. It's bullshit. Well, and also because he spent his entire life looking for this thing right. and no- neglected his child, and yeah. now he's saying, Which, it's late it as hell to realize that, but okay. <laughs> Um, so then, yes, the whole cave is falling in on itself, and they escape, and they give one last wave to the oldest knight ever, and they all ride off into the sunset. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. What, was that the music? Yeah. Can I hear it again? Actually, I should not do I respect John Williams very much. It's a great, <laughs> it is actually a great It is story. a great feat. It like, is. Like, how do you not feel just roused when you hear that? Because I'm also looking at Harrison Ford. <sighs> wow, that is playing. It's just like a penis deflating. It's just... <laughs> John Williams, he gets me there, and then Harrison Ford comes in, and it's... <laughs> I really don't know what to do. <laughs> I need a like a male co-host. What maybe. the shit? <laughs> what is that? This has nothing to do with my being a woman. I don't enjoy Harrison Ford. I like dumb action movies. Some of then them. Then what is your resistance to these movies? I don't. I really do think it's that I don't enjoy Harrison Ford, and so it's hard for me to get past that. I don't find him engaging. He makes me go to sleep. You like Keanu Reeves? Keanu is a fucking brilliant actor. <laughs> He's so compelling. No. How can anyone <laughs> like Keanu Reeves he is so and not like great. Harrison Ford? Have you watched the John Wicks? Yes. He's so good in that. They would be better movies with anyone no, but Keanu Reeves No, you have them. to have Keanu. Put Harrison Ford mourning in those movies. Mourning his wife. Excellent. Mourning his damn dog. Yeah, they killed his dog. Yes. Who gives a shit? No. no. It has Worst to be Keanu. actor no! ever to get a no. paycheck. He, it has to be. he is so amazing. He's He's just brilliant. He just is. All right. And his accent in, which one is he in? Hamlet? Much Ado About Much Nothing. Much Ado About Nothing is better than the accent that Harrison Ford put on in that fucking Scottish. I can't, I can't even talk to you anymore. Yes, you can. You are now disqualified. Because I am right. From conversations. No, I'm not. Keanu. Forever. Is the better actor. I don't know what to do with you. He I just am. is. Did you like any part of this movie? Mick Mouse. That wasn't in this movie. <laughs> That's all I liked. And the la- the line of the night when he said he chose poorly. Oh, and the guy aging. So I like that. <laughs> that was it. I'm going to chalk this one up to a loss. <laughs> the Mick Mouse, though, brings us back to the Tijuana Bibles and the Disney. I'm pretty sure they did, like, Mickey Mouse porn, too, so... I'm, I'm sure they probably did. There you go. I think maybe that's what we should have a, po- a podcast. We've, we've come full circle. Discussing. Yeah, because movies are wasted on you. They are not. I love movies. I have been very honest about my Harrison Ford thing. I personally don't get the appeal, but I see that other people really do enjoy him. I think we're going to have to watch the second one now. I'm not watching any more Indiana Jones. I will sleep through mo- more of it if you make me watch the second one. Nope. We're going to keep trying this until we We get are it not right. going to keep trying it. I'm done. I think we need to watch the first one again, too, because... <sighs> I now suspect you slept through most of that one, too. I did not. I, I saw that whole thing. I admit when I fall asleep, I absolutely fell asleep during this one. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's really all I have to say about it as a film. That's our show. Pretty much a failure this week, I think. I got some good sleep. <laughs> we thank you for listening, nonetheless. <laughs> And we hope you'll join us again next week for some reason. As we sit down for Nakia's first viewing of what I 
think, was the first film I ever saw in a movie theater. Oh, wow. The original Planet of the Apes mm. from 1968. Seen it. You haven't seen it. I've seen the Troy McClure uh, <laughs> musical, so I feel like I've seen Get it. Get your hands off me, you, you damn dirty ape. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. It's the best. There may be nuances in this version that were. If there is not the Dr. Zayas rap slash breakdancing moment, then I don't care to watch it. In the meantime, you can find us on the web at unaffiliatedcritic.com. Follow us on Twitter at Free Range Critic. Leave us a review on iTunes or send an email to Michael at unaffiliatedcritic.com. In any of these places, we encourage you to leave a comment on the show or suggest a movie that Nakia desperately needs to see to make her life complete. Until next time, remember true love means subjecting your partners to movies they really, really don't want to watch and may not even stay awake for. True love is Tijuana Bibles. <laughs> if anyone has vintage Tijuana Bibles, <laughs> I'd be very interested in seeing that because if it is online right now, it's a crime because it's not, I like the homemadeness of it, the DIY porn of it. So like, now I know what to get you for your birthday. I would really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I really would. We could make our own. Uh, who would we do? <laughs> Harrison Ford. No. Okay. No. That would ruin it. Then you're now you're trying to ruin Tijuana Bibles for me by throwing in Harrison Ford. See? No. No. He's a fart in a room. What? It's like somebody walks in and just farts and leaves. <laughs> enough to piss you off, but not enough to actually be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> The way your mind works terrifies me sometimes. <laughs> we have already lost any semblance of dignity. I had a young, I don't want people to judge my grandma. She was young and very cool. So, like, you hear grandma and you picture a, a, a certain thing. She wasn't that. She was an awesome woman. Um, and into some kinky shit. Into apparently. some kinky shit. Which, I mean, get your shit where you get your shit. I mean, yeah. I was exposed to a lot of things as a child. <laughs> That explains so much about you. I know how to swear, I know how to gamble, and I know what Tijuana Bibles look like. And I'm a good person. I turned out fine. I'm not a leather jacket wearing pedophile. Okay, enough with the pedophile that you just totally made that up. I didn't make it up. She you was did. young. Yeah, she was young. She was, I don't know how young she was. She, she wasn't was, a child. I think she was a minor. She may have been like 16. We don't, we don't know that. I think we do.